0: That's how you build rivalries, and that's how you build atmosphere.
1: Edwards, three-pointer, it's good! This team is right there with anybody else in, in the country.
2: Porter! Porter! Porter!
0: They are clicking on kind of a different level that we didn't, um, that we didn't see this year. Personnel
1: issue. I
0: think. I really think it's just a, a player fit. Like I. I think. And it again, is. this is this is partially his fault, right? These are his transfers yes. that he brought in, right? But I'm still saying I think
1: this is just a whiff. I think this is just a whiff on you his part. You can't. You can't. You cannot whiff with this much talent.
0: And I love Texas Tech. This is home, and I get to stay home.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Texas Twenty Four podcast on the Dave Campbell's Podcast Network. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me once again is Ishmael Johnson. Ish, how are you doing this morning?
0: I'm doing good. Uh, everything's basically all planned out for the basketball magazine. Got all the assignments all out. Uh, you got yours? Uh, yeah, I still early. do mine. Pretty-
1: I've- have till september 6th or
0: something i was about, like that. I was about to say you got like another month to calm, calm down now we're we're yeah, we're, we're, we're writers here we, we go right on deadline okay so we, we still got another exactly. month or so
1: <laughs> exactly so um but yeah i have the comfort usa segment in the, in the magazine and today we'll be talking to utep headman's basketball coach joe Golden. coach how are you doing today i'm doing good how are you guys doing doing great doing great doing great excellent getting through this off-season uh content uh you know off-season podcast even with football starting up we got all the gonna have as many coaches on here as we can and uh we appreciate your time
2: yeah absolutely man i always enjoy the conversation with you guys and um it seems like basketball's far away man it's really not i guess man. somebody told me we're like we're like 88 days or 89 days uh, so yeah, it's,
1: it's I'll close be here before we know it <laughs> it's, close, man. it's close um but yeah, let's let's start with last year. Obviously, your first year. We had you on before last year, and you know you were excited, um, you know, to take on new challenge with uh, the level of that UTEP has played at in the past, and bringing that back to El Paso. Twenty and fourteen overall in your first year. Eleven and seven in conference in a loaded conference USA West division. I mean, North Texas, La Tech, UAB. Um, to go eleven and seven was really stood out to us. Um, just how would you describe last year as a whole, and just the feeling of going through that as your first year?
2: Yeah, the first year was a whirlwind. You know, I've never really experienced that uh, from a head coaching standpoint, leaving one program and coming to the other, and. Um, obviously um, getting out of my comfort zone a little bit, but it's, uh, it all happened really fast. Uh, I think now we're starting to get more comfortable uh, in our own skin here at UTEP. We understand the campus, the city a lot better. Uh, El Paso has now become home. You know, I've been here over a year now. Our family's getting adjusted, our kids. Um, We obviously, you know, we we know where buildings are on campus now. Uh, You know, we can kind of navigate it um, a little bit better, but uh, you know, overall, was was, uh, I think, a successful first year. You know, we were able to establish, uh, you know, I think UTEP basketball, our brand back, um, you know, of getting back in the mix um, and, and competing uh, with, the, with the top level teams um, in, in our league. And uh, obviously getting to the 20 win plateau um, was, was important, um, you know, to kind of establish uh, UTEP again. Um, I think that was the one thing. Um, when I got here, you know, I grew up in Midland and when I grew up, it was kind of the Billy Gillespie, the Doc Sadler, the Tony Barbie mm-hmm. days, the early Tim Floyds and UTEP was one of the best uh, basketball jobs in the country, you know, at the time. And the brand was, was, was all over and everybody knew UTEP. And I, I think that was a little discouraging to me when I first got here, uh, the, the brand, the UTEP basketball, it just wasn't what I remembered it or what I thought it was. And so uh, just trying to get that reestablished and we spent a lot of time getting the community back involved and, uh, obviously I think there was a lot of success on the way our crowds grew you know we had a big big crowd against North Texas our last home game when uh you know we were able to beat uh North Texas we, we beat Law Tech on the road for the first time in like 20 something years um you know we, we were able to win on the road um we had the ball tie game in the quarterfinals you know with 12 seconds left uh, with a chance to make it to the semis and so you know again a lot of positives but a lot of work to do and then obviously our roster turnover so right back to work but um it's, it's been a good year and and um again, um, just uh, excited to be the head coach of you.
0: Yeah, I guess look, looking at that stretch of mid-January on, um, I mean, me and Matthew were kind of, we kind of took a lot of the early results with a grain of salt. It wasn't exactly the roster that's used to playing what you're coaching. You know, you're not necessarily used to coaching that type of player. A lot of players had to buy in, things like that. What kind of changed mid-January on to where, you know, you guys were able to it almost became automatic where if you guys held somebody to under 70, y'all were going to win. And, you know, obviously you mentioned the La Tech win and the, the UNT win. And then of course y'all only lost by three, I think to UAB.
2: Yeah, I think, the, I think um, the, the big point in our season um, was the old dominion win on the road. Oh. Um, you know, we had lost to Charlotte um, and uh, then a couple of nights before uh, went, went up to play old dominion, which is obviously a very well coached team and tough place to play and tough travel going from Charlotte to, to old dominion um and we, we just spent a lot of time at the hotel really talking uh amongst our team of, of where we wanted this season to go i think we were kind of at a breaking point where our season could go either way we were tinkering right there we were kind of average at that point you know we'd win some games lose some games win some games lose some games and um i thought that win right there you know we, we had the lead the entire game we lost the lead late uh were able to hit a big shot to force overtime and then won that game and, and after winning that game on the road i think it kind of um, was like, all right, man, we can do this. You know, um, if, if we do a certain things, we can play a certain way, um, I, I, you know, we can be successful at things. And I think the buy-in at that point um, with, with our team um, really, really sunk into them and, and we kind of took off from there. Um, and, and strung off like five or six uh, straight wins. So uh, you guys know this league. I mean, I went through it this year for the first time. It's going to be even tougher this year uh, with only 11 teams and having to play everybody twice. But this 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 league is brutal, man. I mean, it's just every night there's really, really good players. Uh, there's great coaching. Uh, everybody says that about their league. Uh, but I, I, I knew it when I got in here. I, I think this is this league doesn't get the exposure uh, that uh, it, it deserves, but it, it's a it's a terrific basketball league, and it's just brutal and it's just tough to to string together. And and when you're trying to build something, it's a really tough league to build something in because it's just hard to uh, to gain momentum. Uh, go, but I, I I do think it's about the, the Old Dominion game was a big point. You know, of of we we won on the road, our team rallied, the celebration was really good in the locker room. And I think from that point, we kind of had a lot of buy-in uh, to what we were doing
1: yeah i mean it's a lot me from north texas obviously seen it firsthand the last five six years just grow and continue to improve and uh it's definitely become one of the better mid-major conferences in in the country for sure uh defensively y'all in the year um top six in the conference uh 120th in kin palm in the country which is a uh, step forward obviously from last year and that's kind of the identity you you brought with you from i christian uh how i don't want to use the word happy but how in- happy were you with the steps forward they all took on the defense side of the ball and and how big was that in and is instilling your culture uh at Utah?
2: yeah i mean obviously it starts with us on the defense you know we were the uh you know, kind of establish that culture at Ableton Christian. And we're trying to bring it here, but it doesn't happen overnight. Um, and uh, you know, to our, our comments earlier, you know, when you're 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 coaching a team that you really didn't recruit uh, to that model, maybe, or, or you don't have the necessarily pieces uh, to play that way, and you're trying to uh, kind of navigate it um, and, and figure it out. We, we I obviously was pretty frustrated, honestly, all year with us defensively. Um, you know, we just never could get. Um, you know, I, I think we improved uh, as the year went on defensively. Um, but we were never as good as I thought we could be uh, defensively, and we never really got, uh, you know, uh, I never could get them really. I, I guess to, to 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 completely buy into us and what we were trying to do defensively. Uh, we
1: all right, we got you back now. I think. Okay. Yeah, we lost you there for a second. Sorry about that.
2: Nothing like technical. Pardon. That was kind of like our defense. You know, sometimes <laughs> we were good, and sometimes it disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> looking for consistency this year. Sure, sure. The <laughs> One good thing I, is we had Sule and JB last year. So we were getting off the bus. We had about 30, 35 points in our back pocket, you know? So yeah, I guess <laughs> yeah. so.
0: I guess, well, that, that I kind of had a, a follow-up to that. It was like, you know, typically when first year coaches, you know, they come in and they have a roster, whether in any sport, really football, basketball, whatever, they have an idea of what they want to do. And obviously the players don't necessarily mesh right away. So maybe you make some compromises, things like that. What were some compromises or adjustments that you said, like, okay, maybe I can't do this yet, but maybe we're pretty good at this. You know, obviously scoring is one of them with Boom and and, and Biennium at the time. Were there any other compromises that you made? Maybe like, okay, maybe I can adjust this as a coach to maybe fit these guys right now.
2: I think that's probably where I improved the the most. I think think every year as a coach, you're always trying to improve and get better. And obviously this move to UTEP, I think I was – naive and thinking that our culture was just going to move on the airplane, you know, from Abilene to to El Paso and it doesn't happen that way. And so uh, from day one, you know, we just tried to build uh, the uh, relationships with our players and get them to understand why we did things, you know, a certain way uh, and, and what we believed in and, um, you know, there's obviously different ways to win basketball games. You see it every night in our conference. People play different styles and um, different ways. And I, I think that was me adjusting and becoming a better coach last year was compromise, too, of of what this team was willing to do and what we could get them to do and what we couldn't get them to do and uh, compromising some things maybe on the, on the defensive end to let them, you know, do some things on the offensive end with some more freedom. And, um, you know, obviously when you have a guy like Sule that can score the basketball the way he could, J.B. had a great year for us. Uh, offensively as well. And so just giving those guys a little bit more freedom um, and and figuring out ways that we had to, you know, I guess we had to score more points maybe um, than we necessarily had to at Adeline Christian at times, you know, um, to to win games. So uh, I I think last year was a year of compromise. Um, I think every year there's compromise, you know, uh, from here and there. What are you willing to compromise? You know, some things you're not. Um, Again, when you're trying to establish a culture, I think also um, we knew pretty early, um, that we kept this roster together for year one, which was awesome. And, and I'm glad we did. They, they helped stabilize this thing. I'm forever grateful to those guys uh, for coming back um, and, and getting us off started on the right foot. But I also think we knew coming year two that this roster was going to be completely different um, and, and that there was going to be a lot of movement in year two. So uh, I, I think uh, as far as compromise, I think we were willing to compromise some things because we knew uh, necessarily we were going to have a new roster, if that makes sense, you know, the, the following year.
1: Yeah, no, that's. I remember when Grant McCaslin took over at North Texas, it was the year one to year two turnover was immense, and even two to three to mm-hmm. a degree. Um, let, let's talk about that that turnover. Um, with so many changes, uh, three returning players from last year. Um, all all three played played their role last year. Uh, why? What What did you see in that when y'all did look to turn over the roster and y'all looked to add players? What was key for you when when y'all went to the portal or the junior college level? What were y'all looking for to, to bring to El Paso?
2: Yeah, you know I think uh, we look at all kinds of things. Number one, we we want guys that uh, are everyday guys that love basketball. You know, uh, we want guys that uh, are mature that uh, um, you know they, they handle their business in the classroom. Uh, they, they 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 love basketball. They're in the gym. They want to become better players. That um, they have some discipline in their life on and off the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, we look for undervalued guys, guys with a chip on their shoulder, guys with something to prove. Um, you know, um, you know, we, we say toughness is a talent. Um, we've always kind of said that um, as at Abilene Christian, and we have said it here at UTep, and we believe in in, in recruiting tough kids, and um, it, we 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 want unselfish guys, guys that are willing to play with other people, um, guys that are whether you know w- w- willing to be a team. Uh, you know, that was kind of different for me last year, again adjusting, you know, to have two guys like Suley at 20 points a game and uh jb 15 or 16 everybody else at four or five you know we're, we're used to more balanced uh, scoring rosters um so um you know that that's something that we look at for recruiting and then winners you know guys that win um you know guys that have won in the past um and then guys that want to be at utep so um you know i think there's a lot of different things that come in but i i, I do think this is a roster that mole is molded more like our uh, Alvin Christian rosters we have a bunch of mid-major guys that have proven themselves uh, at other places uh, they might not necessarily be uh, you know four-star or five-star guys or guys that are high major transfers but guys that have been very productive of, of where they've been um, guys um, that that uh, you know um, have proven themselves guys that maybe have something to prove uh, you know and have a little chip on their shoulder um, so, uh, that, that's, that's kind of what we looked for in recruiting, kind of what we wanted. And, and then I think our identity of being a defensive team, uh, you know, I think that's out there. I people understand that. And, um, they, they know that, you know, if you come here, you're going to play defense. We also like to score the basketball. That's how you win games <laughs> is scoring the basketball. And so, uh, obviously, uh, you know, we're, uh, you know, trying to figure out that as well.
0: Two of the guys that really stood out to me that you added was uh, Tay Hardy and Shamar Givens. Um, Obviously, you had Givens who, you know, he was on the, I believe he was on the roster that that went into Lexington and beat Kentucky. So he has that big game experience. and then also somebody like Hardy, who obviously averages, averages a lot for Southern Miss, but a lot of the things that stood out to me were his activity on defense. Like, he just seems like a very active player. You know, what are, what do those two guys add for you? Um, you know, obviously somebody like Givens, maybe his leadership and, and you know, ball handling, things like that. But what, what 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 do you, in particular, those two guys add for you guys this year?
2: Yeah, I'm excited about both those guys. You know, I, I think you, you hit the nail on the head. Both of them are old and mature. They've been around yeah. a long time. This will be Tay's fifth year, Shamar's fifth year. Uh, You know, Shamar was a second-team all-league player in the Missouri Valley, which is a big-time basketball league, like we all know. Um, He's um, uh, a tough kid. I I think where we've gotten better with him, too, everybody talks about offensively just in space and ball screens where he can create a shot for himself or others. Um, He's so good in in the ball screen in the middle of the floor. But he's a really, really good on-ball defender, you know, and that's where it starts for us, Uh, you know, defensively. If we're not good on the ball, then we're going to struggle, you know, getting in passing lanes and doing everything else. We're really good on the ball. I think uh, Shamar um, does that at a high, high level. And so hopefully we get better on, on ball um, with him. But just, again, his maturity um, and, and uh, you know, he's got something to prove. You know, he, he's, he's a loyal kid that stayed at Evansville through, I think, two or three coaching changes. I think they just had their third, mm-hmm. uh, you know, two months ago, uh, right, before, right after he had left. Uh, so he's been through a lot and stayed loyal to Evansville through that whole thing, uh, but just wants to go to a place now where he has the opportunity to win. And so we're, we're thankful that he trusted us with his last year. And then I think Tay has proven himself in this league. You know, he's an all conference player in this league. He's scored double digits in this league. Uh, and then, and then watching him on tape, he's, he's uh, was one of the best in the league in passing lanes and, and creating turnovers and in, in his instincts defensively. So uh, we think he can be a high level defensive player uh, for us. Uh, He can can obviously get steals, get in the passing lanes, uh, create points for us in transition. Um, And then again, he's been in this league, he understands this league and he's proven himself in this league. So um, again, both those guys, um, you know, we're, we're excited about both of them.
1: Another name I want to throw out there um, along with those two is Calvin Solomon uh, from SFA. Um, Obviously we do a Texas podcast. So uh, the name uh, is obviously familiar to us, nine points, six boards a game. Uh, just what, what does he bring to y'all's front court?
2: Yeah, you know, I had the chance to compete against Calvin for two years. Um, so I understand, you know, who he is as a player. I, I just always admired his toughness, how hard he played. He competes. Uh, he loves to defend on that, uh, uh, end, but he hates, he hates to lose, Um, and, uh, you know, you go back and look at his year last year, he really started to blossom at one point in time, I think towards the last month of the season, he was averaging almost 13 and seven, you know, um, he kind of struggled the last month a little bit, but he's, he was almost a double, double guy for SFA. And, um, you know, I've got a ton of respect for Stephen F. Austin, coach Keller, that program. And I think anytime you can take a kid that's been at that level, um and, and has competed at, at a high level like that, and you can take him and put him in your program. He understands what we're about. He, you know, we played against him. We competed against each other. He knows what we're trying to do. I think it's very familiar to what he's kind of done. There, there's a few wrinkles and different ways we do things, but we're similar in how we try to be on both sides of the ball. And then Coach Cox, is an assistant for us here, coached him for two years uh, at Stephen mm-hmm. F. Austin. So I think there's a familiarity between those two. Um, So, you know, he was a really big get for us. Um, You know, he, he – uh, he's got a ton of experience it'll be his fourth year uh, again um, and uh, he's very versatile he can play multiple positions because of his toughness um, and just understanding of the system and, and what we want to do so uh, we're, we're, we're excited uh, obviously about him
0: you add you're adding so many players this year but what does somebody like a Jamari Sibley coming back you know add for you and then do for your continuity um, obviously you look at People may look at his points output and they may say, oh, it's just a guy who averaged under five or whatever. But like you look at his rebounding, his defense and a lot of the other things that he gave you guys when you didn't really need him to be a scorer, um, you know, what what does he do in terms of like just like keeping a, a continuity?
2: Yeah, I think all three of those guys, you know, Z, Kevin and, and Sibley, mm-hmm. that we brought back, all three of them had, they all played. Uh, they all played an important role last year at different times uh, throughout the season, but they weren't the, the guy. Right. Um, you know, and and they're going to have an opportunity this year, um, obviously, um, with, with being returners, um, you know, uh, to, to make maybe a bigger impact. Uh, you know, Sibley very talented. Uh, he's, he's one of the most talented players we have on our roster. Uh, he was even he was one of the guys last year, um, you know, and go back to his Georgetown days. Um, you know, the thing Sibley has to work on, he's got to put on weight. You know, we continue to to get on him to put on weight. And uh, he's had an OK summer with that. Not, not the best. Um, And then we need more leadership with him, you know, and just more consistency with him. Um, You know, again, he's very, very talented um, and uh, just trying to get that talent on on the floor uh, more consistently. He's long. He's versatile. He can play multiple positions. We're trying to move him to the wing. Uh, We moved him to the wing this summer uh, to more of the three to get longer at at that spot. We obviously, you know, have Calvin uh, from SFA that will play more of the four. And then we recruited Jonathan DeSantos, who was a really good player from Florida Southwestern. Um, that will play more of that four spot. And so trying to move Sibley a little bit to the, uh, to the three and he's adjusted. Well, again, he's very talented. He can do it defensively. His length causes a lot of problems. He can switch and do a lot of different things, but, uh, again, just challenging him to, to be more consistent. Um. And that's the deal with Kevin and Z two at the five, you know, Uh, they both had flashes. We, we, we like them both they are young, you know, Z's really only played one year of college basketball, Kevin, the same way. And, and you see a lot of jump in year two and year three with, you know, with, with big guys um, when they get minutes to play. So uh, we're looking for all three of those guys to again, be more consistent as the roles expand. And um, we're going to need all all three of those guys to to play a big role for us to be successful.
1: Well, um, last thing for me, uh, we talked about conference USA earlier, I mean, what was it like last year going through the, the amount of high-level defenses that you had to go through, whether it's North Texas, UAB, La Tech, Middle Tennessee? I mean, these are all top 100 defenses in the country. What did you – A, what was it like, and B, what did you learn about, like, okay, offensively we have to maybe do this or this?
2: Yeah, it's like going to the dentist, you know? I don't know if you guys like going to the dentist, but I hate going to the dentist. Uh, so <laughs> – it's, it's uh it's like that every night uh in our league uh, unfortunately. Um but but um it's uh it's tough and they people do it in different ways, you know, um and, and, and how they do it. And so that's the frustrating thing. It's not like you can have a game plan for North Texas and then it's the same for Middle Tennessee or the same mm-hmm. for UAB. You know, UAB is gonna switch defenses up um, you know, from man Trap. to the to the one through one stuff. Middle Tennessee is gonna switch everything one through five and they're so long and athletic. Um, and, and, and and they're versatile where they can do that. So every set play you run, nothing works uh, against them. So it just comes down to players going and making plays. And then North Texas just does a great job, uh, you know, of, of obviously keeping everything on the side. They're so disciplined in what they do. Coach Hodge and, and Grant do a great job um, of, of – taking you out of everything you want to do. So again, you can go down the line um, of, of our league and defensively. And so every night you got a game plan and, and honestly, you, you guys, uh, there's no secret to it. There's a lot of times players just have to go make plays, you know, Uh, you can put guys in situations uh, and you can have a game plan uh, against it. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, teams are so good at what they do and coaching is so good at what uh, you know, in our league that uh, players just sometimes have to go make plays. And so, um, it's tough, man. It, it's not easy, man. It, it, you know, we talked about it. it's a brutal league. I got a ton of respect uh, for this league.
1: Yeah, y'all y'all's win over North Texas last year was one of the more <laughs> impressive um, uh, results, just because of how North Texas was playing up to that point. I mean. They had one loss. I think they were sixteen and one, right in in the conference before the. the, yeah, the it's just amazing season. when
2: you think about. It, I think they would won fourteen in a row. Which I mean, come on. I mean, mm-hmm. In this league. When you do that, or fourteen or 15, whatever, I mean, it's crazy to think. Um, you know, and they won big game after big game. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. like they were, no. uh, big shot after big shot. It was Bell. It was Perry. It was somebody. And then UAB was the same way. You know, with yeah. Walker and, um, you know, that the, their their squad. Um, you know, they, they they ran through our league for a little bit. It's just in middle. What 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 Nick did. Uh, You know, he got picked towards the end and and didn't come in with a team that a lot of people thought and uh, for him to win his side. And, and, uh, you know, it's just, again, uh, you know, it's I I thought that last stretch was important. You know, we had UAB. We we led most of the game uh, with UAB, um, you know, and then weren't able to get over. uh, Obviously, uh, AK had a heck of a team and and Walker hit some big shots late to beat us. Uh, But to beat North Texas uh, was a big win for us. To beat Law Tech on the road was huge. Uh, as well to go there and, and to beat them. So, again, you know, when you're building a program and you're trying to get the program back to where it was, the first thing, the first step to building this thing is just compete. You know, you want to compete with the top half of this league. And I think we were able to do that last year. And then, you know, uh, after you start competing for a while, you want to start winning. Um, some games you know um, against the top half of the league and then eventually uh, you'll find yourself you know um, where where you're in the conversation where you are the top half of the league so it's all about building a program there's steps to this you know it doesn't happen overnight unfortunately for all of us Um, but um, you know I I think again there was a lot of good first things first steps uh, to this but we got a lot of work still left to do. (laughs)
0: Lastly for me um, you know it's kind of the nature of college sports now with the prominence of the transfer portal but Is it almost another year one for you in kind of a way with returning just three guys and then having to acclimate, you know, a bunch of new players who originally, at least probably where they originally were recruited to, weren't recruited to your system necessarily?
2: Yeah, no, no question. I think that's a new era of college basketball. You know, I think that's where we're going. Um And, um, you know, it's uh, you have to adjust to it. You know, you, uh, you uh, if not, you're going to get left behind. You're going to drown. I hope we don't have to sign 10 new guys uh, every year. Uh, that was a long spring. You know, you look at our roster this year. I, 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 I'm having a lot of fun coaching this team. This is our type of team.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: You know, this team is tough. This team plays hard. This team is gritty. You saw that this summer. Uh, again, when, when you, uh, if you really study our roster, uh, I think you're going to see a lot of guys that were very successful, you know, at their role at mid majors, they were undervalued again, chip on your shoulder. Uh, I think this team is going to be more our identity. I think we're going to get back to defensively what we're all about. Um, and I I think offensively, we're going to be able to score the basketball, take care of it. And we're going to have balanced scoring four or five guys in double figures. So, uh, and then we're old. Uh, we've been around the block with a bunch of guys and that wins in college basketball. So I'm really excited about this roster. Um, you know, uh, obviously it's going to be challenging, um, you know, going through conference USA, but I like it. Um, but, but it's new. Uh, there's a lot of challenges to what you said. we got to build relationships with each other. We started that this summer uh, because we haven't been through adversity. You know, it's a team mm-hmm. that has, it's brand new. Um, so there, there'll be some challenges along the way that we'll have to navigate. And then you would hope with only going Shamar being our only guy with one year left of eligibility that we can have some continuity with this roster going into year three, you know? Um, so, uh, and, and again, we, we don't have to go sign 10 guys, you know, we're only signing three or four um, next year and we have a lot more continuity moving it, moving forward um, as, as um, we continue to build this program. So, um you know I, i'm excited uh, again ab- about this year's team uh, i thought we had a great summer again i think we're getting back to to some things that we believe in um and and, and kind of establishing ourselves with those but again very grateful um to to the guys last year uh for uh you know uh, getting a start on the right foot
1: yeah well all right coach that's all we had uh for you today um i might reach out and have you uh write the conference usa preview for the magazine at this point so uh <laughs> i appreciate it <laughs> i don't know about
2: that man I, I
1: know this but it's going to be brutal with 11
2: yeah, again you know we said 11 teams i, I just got our schedule a couple weeks ago and i just threw it in the trash can i'll look <laughs> at it again and <laughs> in, in january i mean because you know you just there's no breaks yeah. right? just, uh, uh, you know I, I actually spent some time with coach beard last week i went to austin spent two days hanging out with him and talking ball with his staff and watching them practice a little bit and um it's you know they they go through that in the Big 12 where they play everybody twice and and I've never been through this where it's just you know 11 teams you know you're playing everybody twice and he said right. get ready man put your seatbelt on cuz it's yeah. it's brutal man it's so we'll see man it it, it, it will it will it, it's not going to be a whole lot of fun but then again man I'm proud of our conference man it, it's uh it's it's a great conference to be in and um excited to compete against the best yeah
1: all right, Coach, uh, we appreciate you for joining us. Uh, for those listening on the podcast, that is a five-star rating review. And if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, like, comment, share, all that stuff. Um, thank you all for joining us, and we'll talk to you all later.